0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, God is so good. We are on a series this month on the power of words. Amen. And, you know, our words are powerful. We discovered that God creates everything by by speaking faith-filled words. He created the planets, he created the earth by speaking faith-filled words. And our words will cause us to go over in life or cause us to go under. So we have to understand that our words are powerful. Amen. And so um, uh, I'm going to just just talk to you a little bit about the, the state of affairs where we're at today and um, with the coronavirus. And... It, you know, the coronavirus is actually in the Bible. And you say, where is that found at? It's in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said in the end days we're going to have earthquakes, we're going to have a famine, we're going to have um, uh, pestilence and disease. And this is just revealing the truth that before Jesus comes back, all these things are going to happen. And so, but what does the Bible say? When we see these things happening on the earth, we need to look up. Why? Because our redemption draws near. Amen. So we're closer to the return of Jesus than ever before. So what is that saying to us? That's saying that we need to be ready. We need to be ready for Jesus to come back. That means that if there's any sin in our life, we need to get the sin out. If we're not walking with God in the right Way we need to start walking with God. If there's any areas in our life where we're holding unforgiveness or harboring ill will or bitterness, we need to release all that. I like what one some what one person said about people offending you. They said that you know forgiveness uh, may not make the situation any better, but it will definitely free you from the situation. So we have to you know walk in love and forgiveness, and we're going to be tested. Uh, in our in our love walk, Amen. So uh, I I, I want to say this is that you don't need to worry about the coronavirus because um, you know the the corona what's behind the coronavirus is really don't be afraid that you're going to catch the coronavirus. Uh, we don't need to have a fear. Uh, what's worse than the coronavirus is a fear of catching the coronavirus. And so you know as as believers in Christ. We don't need to fear that. Praise God. Uh, You know, I I went through, I don't know if you went through some things this week. You know, some of us are staying at home, working at home. Um, You know, uh, if you're a teacher, you're at home. Uh, You know, my kids are at home. You know, I think I'm more afraid of staying at home with my family than than being locked down at the house. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Than the coronavirus itself. And nobody wants to be locked down in a house. Amen. Amen. You know, some, some say that the government's going to lock us down in our homes. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and uh, we're always going to have the ability to go get food, go to the grocery stores, go to the doctors. Um, they're not going to lock us down from, from the necessities of life. But, um, but we will be restrained from doing some things. And um, maybe some of these restraints are good at this time because, you know, we're, we're, we're believing that the coronavirus is, as what they say, is going to flatten out. And, of course, I'm preaching on words. So I'm speaking to the coronavirus like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And we're commanding that coronavirus to die out in Jesus' name. So can I get an agreement there that the coronavirus is dying out ...especially in the state of Virginia. <laughs> Amen. Lord. Glory to God. And I just want to put you at ease because the president spoke yesterday... ...and they asked if, if, the, if there was going to be a national lockdown... ...and he said that each state is different... ...and there's different, um, you know, uh, numbers of people that have the virus. Some states only have two people reported of having that virus. So, so it's going to be on a state-to-state basis... On what you can do and what you can't do, and uh, so just just be at peace. Um, I don't believe there's going to be a lockdown where you got to stay in your house. Amen. Uh, of course, you know even California right now has some big cases over there, and the people still can go grocery shopping and and go to the uh, to the uh, drugstore and still go to the doctors. So you all you 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 can you can definitely be at peace that you can get your toilet paper. And your paper products. Amen. Amen. And so we don't want to um, be like the world. Amen. We don't want to respond as Christians. uh, We don't want to respond like the world responds um, in in times of uh, uh, turmoil. Amen. Amen. And we we want to respond in faith and not in fear. Amen. And so, you know... uh, This is interesting because as Christians, I believe my faith, and you need to stand in this faith, that you're protected from all disease. Amen. Amen. And uh, I like what it says in Mark 16, 15, and 18. This is called the Great Commission. And I believe that that as we read this Great Commission, um, the Great Commission is what we're called to do as Christians... In this earth. In other words, as a Christian, you are on assignment. And let's look at our assignment. It says here in Mark sixteen, fifteen, and eighteen, it says, And he said to them, This is Jesus, go into all the world and preach the gospel or the good news to every creature. He who believes and baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. So, we have power over demonic forces in the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and in, my, in Jesus' name, we'll speak with new tongues. Well, that's talking about the supernatural tongues of, of, that the Holy Spirit gives you. But we also should be speaking the word of God and not the way the world speaks. Amen. In other words, the world curses, but God's saints bless, blesses. Amen. And so it says here, in my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. So if God commissioned us to lay hands on the sick, that means we have to be around sick, the sick, and so if we're around the sick, laying hands on the sick, we're divinely protected. Amen. 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 Can I get an amen or amen. an oh me? So you don't need to be afraid of being around the sick because you are on divine assignment. And because of that divine assignment, we have divine protection over our lives. Amen. amen. And so we say, I believe that. I believe <laughs> amen. And I like this, too, because the scriptures even will tell you that we have divine protection. And, um, you know, I like Psalms 91. And Psalms 91, there, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a divine protection psalm. And I like this psalm because um, some of our people in our church love Psalms 91. And it's a divine protection psalm that we should be reading, I, I would hope, especially in this time, on a daily basis. Um, and it says in Psalms 91, 1 through 3, I, I'm just picking out different verses in the psalm. And, um, and just focusing on some of these verses. And in 91, 1 through 3, it says... He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High... ...shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress. So God is our refuge and He's our fortress or our protector. Amen. My God in Him, I will trust... Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Somebody say, I'm delivered from the perilous pestilence. Amen. And then in verse 5 and 6, it says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. So he's saying here that we should not be afraid of what's out here in this atmosphere. Amen. And then he goes on uh, in verse 11: it says, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, of your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You. Amen. So, um, you know, our words are powerful and I've been ministering on words. And when we take God's promises of his words, um, the Bible actually says that angels go on assignment and work for us. Amen. And so how does God get things done on this earth? He gets things done Two ways. He gets things done through his saints. Amen. Us obeying him. Doing the great commission. But he also gets things done through angels. Hallelujah. And so in the Bible it says in Psalms 103 verse 20. That, that, that angels hearken to God's word. Yes. Amen. And hearken and does the word of God. So what do we do? We as believers. We speak God's word. And angels go on assignment. For us, Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so my question to you, do you have your angels working for you? And so how do we do that? We speak the promises of God's word. Amen. And so we say things like, thank you, Father God. No plague shall come near my dwelling for your angels guard me and protect me in all my ways. Amen. And then. Uh, In verses 14 and 16, it says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Now, see, this is the key. Do you love God? Amen. Amen. If you're watching today, do you have a love for God? Is, Is God the love of your life? Is Jesus number one in your life? Amen. And we have to have the, a love for God. And, and that's a love for God. First and foremost, it's a love for God's word. If you love God, you love God's word. Amen. And if you love God's word, God's word will produce faith in your life that will cause you to overcome any circumstance, any, tra- any a tribulation, any trial that may be coming our way. So it says here, Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So, see, see God promised the believer long life. Amen. And so we can stand on that. We can stand on that, that no matter what may be coming down our way, we can stand on the scriptures that we shall have long life. Why? Because we trust in God. Somebody say, I trust in God. God. Amen. So we need to put our trust in the almighty God. So we don't need to act like the world. We don't need to be hoarding stuff and trying to buy all the toilet paper and get all crazy and all that. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, there's going to be plenty of paper to go around. Amen. Amen. So so what we need to do is we need to act like Christians and we need to act like that. That as Christians, we need to act like Jesus and Jesus never fretted. He never worried. He never got bent out of shape. Let's look at Romans 12 and 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't act like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So so if we're going to be changed into the image of Christ, uh, we're going to have to take on the, the word of God, and we're going to have to look at it and speak it out loud and believe it. And we will be, tra- instead of being conformed to the world, conformed to the fearful ways of the world, we'll be transformed into what God promised us that we will have. Amen? So, um, so, it, so let me give you three ways that we should not be like the world. First of all, the, the, the number one key is we, we as Christians walk by faith and not by fear. Amen. We walk by faith. Somebody say, I walk by faith, walk by faith. and not by, not by fear. Amen. I like what Jesus said in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14. And Jesus was talking to his disciples and He was planning. He was already telling them that he was going to be leaving the earth. He was going to be going back to heaven because his assignment was coming to a completion and he was going to the cross. And his disciples were getting a little nervous about what he was saying because his disciples enjoyed Jesus, of course, being in with them in the physical Realm and and so they were getting a little nervous about what he was saying and Jesus was saying and Jesus said this and sometimes I'm going to say this sometimes when we're looking at the news and we're, we're and, and we keep reading all about the coronavirus and everything that's happening sometimes that can bring fear and some and and listen you know if we focus on that we will get fearful but we need to focus on Jesus and. Jesus said this way, he said in John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Then he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If there were not so, I would have told you and I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, that you may be also. So what was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying, listen, you know, in another place, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. Yes. He said, in this world, this world, you know, I, I wouldn't think, you know, in my lifetime that that we would be locked down with a virus or that 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 this would be the, one of the greatest fears. I always thought it would be nuclear war. <laughs> and uh, back in my day, you know, it was the nuclear, you know, back in the 70s. Everybody was was afraid of maybe the nuclear war. Now it's uh, an invisible virus. Amen. But but I'm going to say this. Don't be afraid. Amen. Uh, There's going to be trials and tribulations. But Jesus said, be of good cheer, not be full of fear. Why? Because Jesus has overcome the world and we can overcome this world. Why? Because Jesus, the greater one, abides on the inside of us. See, we're just not, we're, we may be of the world, we, but we may be in the world, but we're not of the world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Jesus talks about that. And so, so that means that, that whatever is attacking this world, it, it cannot, it has no a legal right to attack the Christian that believes. Amen. And so, so Jesus said that, that be of good cheer. In other words, cheer up. That's right. You know, I got a little down and depressed this week because it just, you know, my gym closed down. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, my Lord, you know, what is the world coming to? My gym closed down, you know. And then one person said, well, the gym is the dirtiest place in the world. You don't want to go there Anyway. <laughs> And uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and so, you know, I was like scrambling. What am I going to do if I'm not going to if I'm not going to go to my sanctuary, the gym? (laughs) Amen. And uh, and so I I, I started scrambling. And finally, I found a you know, I'm I'm figuring it out. I'm going to do T25 at home. And I found a bench somebody was selling because I needed a bench. I have weights and um, and I bought a bench yesterday. And so I'm going to make it work at home. But you know what? It's only going to be for a short period because things are changing, and I believe following this next Sunday, things are going to be back in order. Amen. In other words, this this uh, this uh, mild lockdown is mild, and it, and it's going to be unlocked by next week. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes, amen. amen. I, believe with yes, me. God. Believe with me. Say, I believe that. Amen. So you got to, you got to believe that. It's, it's not. This is not going to last forever. Uh, it, it's going to, it's going to clear up. We're going to get through this, Amen. And because, because Americans are resilient. Christians are resilient. Amen. I like what it says in John fourteen twenty seven. It says, I am leaving you with a. Uh, it says here, well, that's New Living Translation. Let me read the New King James first. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. John fourteen twenty seven. 27. Uh, so anyway, we have the peace of Jesus residing on the inside of us. And we should not allow anything to rock our peace. I like what New Living Translation says. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And that peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. In other words, don't wait to to get your peace when you find that they have a uh, vaccine for the virus. Amen. 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 Don't wait on the vaccine. No, 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 no. Just wait on Jesus. Wait on the word of God. The word of God will give you the peace that you need. So so we need to we need to stay in peace. How? By keeping our minds on Christ. Amen. I, I like what it says in Second Timothy one, seven. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You know, sometimes every once in a while. Even the pastor gets nervous. Amen. 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 But you know what? Even though I may get nervous or uh, at times and sometimes fear and anxiety will try to come upon me. Amen. Um, I speak the word of God and speaking the word of God overcomes the feelings of anxiety yes. and depression. Yes. Amen. amen. And so this is important because it's more than just being positive positive. And speaking positive words. And that's good. But, uh, but what's better than speaking positive words is speaking the word of God. Amen. And so um, this, is, this is a faith confession that, that you can say. And I'm just going to uh, because we're talking about the power of words. And we need to be making faith confessions daily in our lives. Uh, uh, this is a good faith confession. Say this after me. I have the peace of God. That passes all understanding understanding. because God has not given me me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love love. and a sound mind. mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this is important that when we speak the God's promises, it produces faith in our life. Amen. And so we have to understand that, that we as Christians, we walk by faith. And not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Paul says as Christians we walk by faith and not by external situations and circumstances. So, so, so faith, as I ministered last week, uh, faith is our sixth sense. You know, we have five senses. So, you know, the taste and touch and, and sight and hearing. And we have these senses. But, but the sixth sense is faith. And as Christians, we walk by faith and not by, we're not governing our attitude by what's going on out here. Amen. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, why you do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. So what is he saying here? He's saying that we don't focus on all this stuff out here, what the world is focusing on. No, we focus on the eternal things of God. We focus on the word of God. The word of God is eternal. Can I say that again? The word of God is eternal. In Isaiah 40, verse 8, it says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Amen. Amen. That's good news. The word of God stands forever. Uh, Another translation says the word of God endures forever. Amen. Uh, uh, In Matthew 24, verse 35, Jesus is speaking. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Amen. So what is that saying? There's even another scripture. I don't have my notes. It says that God even puts his word even above his name. Amen. 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 What what is that saying to us? That's saying that there's power in the word of God. There is enough power where we speak the word of God, the promises of God's word. What we're doing is we're coming in agreement with God. And when two or more agreeing, touching anything in the name of Jesus, it shall be done. Amen. So when you are agreeing with God's word, then that causes deutimous power to be working in your lives. I like what it says in Hebrews 4.12. See, I'm trying to get this across to you and that, that speaking God's word is powerful. And the more you speak it, the more you're going to believe it. I'm going to say that again. The more you hear something over and over again. And, and you listen to something over again. It can either be an evil report and, and it can produce fear in your life. Or it can be a positive report, the good news of the Bible, and it will produce faith in your life. And so whatever we're listening to on a continual basis, uh, and if it's just uh, that we're listening to the, the negative things, then we're going to have a negative attitude and we're going to draw those things into our life. But, but that's not us. We're going to focus on the good things. Amen. And so I love that. Um, Hebrews 4.12 says this way. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What is Paul saying here? He's saying that the word of God is Active. It, it, it's alive. It's it's it, it enables to produce what it says. Amen. It, it's it's seed that will produce the promise that's written in the Bible. Glory to God. And so we need to understand that. So another scripture I love is in Romans three, four. And it says here, surely not indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God's word be true and every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may may overcome when you are um, and and you may overcome. Amen. And so it says here in Romans three, four, that we're justified by our words and, and that we're overcome when we are judged. Amen. Glory to God. I couldn't read it on my paper here. I see it up there. And so we're we're overcome. In other words, Jesus said, "Every idle word will be judged over." Amen. So, see, listen. We need to start speaking. Thank God, I'm redeemed from the coronavirus. Amen. Amen. We need to start speaking. Thank God, I'm not a carrier of the coronavirus. I'm the carrier of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We need to start speaking faith-filled yes. words. Yes. Amen. And when we start speaking these faith-filled words, we're going to start believing it, and our attitude is going to adjust. Glory to God. The number two key, we need to do uh, that we need to enact in- in to be a people, not of this world. We are sacrificial and not selfish. You see, when fear comes in, what fear does, it, it-, it gets us to focus on ourselves. And you think about that? When we when, when we start thinking about the coronavirus, we're not really thinking about our neighbor really getting it. You know, like like, we're, oh, I hope my neighbor doesn't get it. We're thinking, I hope I don't get it. We're not we're not we're not concerned about loving our neighbor. We're like they, they can fend for themselves and I'm going to fend for myself, <laughs> each man for his own self. Right. And so we need to be very careful. We don't get that attitude. And so we, as Christians, we need to be sacrificial and not selfish. And, and it's just human nature to be just focused on self in, in times of trials. And so we don't, need to be sac- we don't need to be selfish, but we need to be sacrificial in this time. Why? Because we're redeemed people. We're not of this world. We're on a mission of the Great Commission, Amen. And 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 the the devil's goal is to get us Christians in a place where we're more concerned for ourselves than for others. And I just want to encourage you in this time, be don't be so concerned for yourself. No, no, we need to be praying for our nation, praying for our neighbors. We as Christians are the ones with faith. We we need to be uh we need to be uh uh what we need to be faith peddlers, amen. We need to be hope, not dope dealers. Glory to God. And so we need to understand that. And, and so, time for, and, and tendency, we need not to be so focused on ourselves, amen. We need to be more focused on blessing others. So, don't let fear drive you, amen, uh, and keep you in isolation. But be generous and giving and be the person that God has created you to be. I like what it says in Philippians 2, 3, and 4. It says here in Philippians 2, 3, and 4, New Living Translation. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others to. So in this time, what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to keep the church, in a sense, locked down from, from giving out. And we don't need, we don't, we, we're, you can't shut the church down. You can't shut the word of God down. We're streaming live today because the word will go forth. Regardless if we have people in our auditorium or not, it's going forth through the airwaves. So I believe that, that as we minister and we find new ways to connect to people, amen, we can find different ways to connect to people and to minister to people. We need to be focused more on ministering to people than looking out for ourselves, amen? I like what it says in Acts 2, 44 and 45. It says, all believers, this is what at the beginning of the, when the church was established, all believers were together, they had Everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to everyone who had need. The early church was was concerned with each other. Amen. 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 I, you know, I... I took some time out this week to call different church members, let them know that I'm praying for them and and asking them if they need prayer and asking them if, if they're OK. And uh, some didn't answer. So I left messages on the machines. And you know what? I'm telling you, it invigorated me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It 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 gave me purpose. Yes, yes. You know, I, I see the people here, but knowing that I'm not seeing them this Sunday, uh, it gave me a reason to reach out. So, so in this time, fear will try to keep us from from reaching out to other people. You can reach out. You know, the, 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 the rule is the rule of 10. You still can get together. Glory to God. You don't have to, you don't have to stay Locked in, you got the rule of 10, amen, that we can come together and still worship God. The Bible says when two or three are gathered in his name, he is in the midst of us. Hallelujah. So it only takes two or three to have a powerful meeting with God. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so we need to be like the early church. It says in Acts 2, 46 and 47, every day they continued meeting together in the temple courts They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad, sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily as those who were being saved. Amen. So, so we're, we're, you know, church is not just a Sunday morning experience. At Exceed Life Church, church is not just Sunday morning, even though we believe that this is one of the best days of the week. Amen. It's more than that. As believers, we do church every day of the week. Seven days a week. We're involved in, hopefully you're involved in spending time with God's word. You're involved in worshiping God every day. You're involved. You know, in this time where we're, you know, more in our houses with our families. Let's spend some time around the Bible. Let's spend some time around God's word. Let's allow this time to be a Sabbath time where we can spend quality time together. Amen. With our families without pulling our hair out. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. That's just a joke. Glory to God. So uh, let's not fear the virus that keeps us from communicating with one another. Amen. How do we do that? You know, I want to encourage you in this time uh, to connect with other believers through, through uh, calling other believers. Amen. Messaging scriptures. Amen. Um, uh, even uh, if you can and you're, and, and, and you're healthy, maybe visiting other members in the church. Glory to God. And, uh, and keep the rule of 10. It, it's permissible, glory to God. And so I just want to encourage you to stay in faith and not close up. Amen. Amen. Number, number three key is as believers uh, th- that we may be in this world, but we're not of this world, that we need to shine the light and, do, and we do not need to hide the light. Amen. Yeah. Somebody say shine the light. Shine the light. Amen. And so we need to shine the light and not hide our light. Glory to God. In other words, listen. There is a cure for the coronavirus. Can I say that? Where? Oh, what did you, you? You heard something, Pastor? They found a cure? Yes. It's 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 in the. It's Jesus. He's the cure. Amen. And there's no Jesus. The name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. That Jesus is Lord. The coronavirus has to bow to the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. I was watching something on, on Facebook. And it was this guy. I think he may have been in his 40s. He caught the coronavirus. He started off with a sore throat. And then it kind of progressed. And he ended up in the hospital. And then they kept telling him it wasn't the coronavirus. And he's given his commentary on this. He, he, he made it through. He's healthy now. And... um. But uh, uh, finally, they tested him and they said, you got the coronavirus and we really have no um, treatment for it. And so they told him, he said, well, what do I do? They said, pray. (laughs) So listen, when medical science don't have a remedy for what's coming down the pike, pray. (laughs) In other words, you've got to use your faith. You know, there is a remedy to the coronavirus. What is it? It's faith. It's faith in God. Amen. It's faith in the name of Jesus. That's the remedy for coronavirus. And it's faith. Just believe. Amen. Matthew fourteen fifteen says, you are the light of the world. A town built on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do not uh, do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it under its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. What is our assignment? Our assignment is to let our light shine. Our assignment is to be positive, even though there is some negative things happening and we can't go to the gym and we can't do we can't go to the movies. And but you know what? There might be some negative things, but we still can be positive. We, when, when it gets darker in the world, we as saints, we get lighter. In other words, light shines when it's dark. And it may seem to be dark because of this virus. But I'm telling you, the church should uh, express the light of God in every area that we're in. Amen. 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 So we need to make our light shine and um, let it shine. How do we do that? Through speaking words of faith. We speak. See, I'm not going to get the coronavirus. See, I'm not going to get it. And you're not going to get it. Amen. Why? Because we're speaking words of faith. Amen. I'm under divine protection and you're under divine protection. We are hope dealers. We are faith activators. And we don't want to be speaking the negative. We want to be speaking the positive. The enemy wants us to speak, you know, what could happen. Well, just wait and see if it happens. Amen. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's going to blow over quicker than we think. Amen. Yeah. So so the the, the coronavirus uh, is not taking over this planet. Glory to God. The coronavirus is dying out in Jesus name. Now, let's look at this. Uh, how do we keep the fear out? Let's look at this story quickly. Uh, it's in Matthew 14, 22 through 32. Let's look at this. It says here, immediately Jesus made his disciples to get in the boat and go before uh, him to the other side. Why? He sent his multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them Walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a ghost? And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. See, notice Jesus, what you see, notice the tendency of, of the human nature is to get fearful. And Jesus said, It is him, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And so we see this, that that Peter, you know, was the only water walker besides Jesus that came off that boat that day. And so he heard the word of God And, and the word of God will cause us. To to exceed natural laws. Yes. And here where Peter was walking on the water it said, but when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, say afraid. Right. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So we see here that Peter was walking on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. And so the winds and the the boisterous waves, you know, got Peter's attention. And what did Peter do? He took his focus off of Jesus and started focusing on the things around him. And what is the enemy trying to do these days? He's trying to get the church focused on the the wind and the waves, uh, uh, the coronavirus, this, that, you know, uh, the economy and all that going down. He's trying to get us focused on that. But we need to keep our focus on Jesus. And as long as we keep our focus on Jesus, we're going to walk on the water. We're going to walk above the circumstances instead of sink down under the circumstances. And as Peter was walking, he was doing good when he was focused on Jesus. We're going to stay good and stay at peace when we're focused on the word of God in our trials, and our tribulations. But what happened, Peter started, he lost his focus off Jesus and started focusing on the external and he started to sink. But thank God when your faith doesn't get you there, God's mercy will. In other words, yes, sometimes our faith may falter, but Jesus' mercy kicked in. And sometimes our faith can falter in different areas of our life, but thank God for his mercy. And when Peter called out to Jesus, Jesus took him by the hand and they were instantly on the boat and the wind stopped. So listen, yes, we may, our faith may be faltering at times, but God's mercy will divinely protect us and bring us through anything that's trying to attack us. Amen. So, 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 so the good news is we, again, we're not of this world. We may be in this world, but we're not of this world. And, uh, and, and we do not, you know, I, you know, there was a study done on the, the do nots in the Bible. Let me just give you some scriptures with some do nots in it. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus did not lead a, uh, Jesus does not lead us into temptation, but he delivers us from evil. Amen. Therefore, we do not store up treasures in heaven. We store up, tre- uh, 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 store up treasures on the earth. We store up treasures in heaven. Glory to God. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We walk by faith and not by sight. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. We are we are uh, uh, the goodness of God says we are saved by grace and not by works. We are justified by faith and not by the works of the law. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Because this coronavirus is not the wrath of God on this planet. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say it again. This is not God's judgment on this planet. No, this is the devil trying to do everything he can to make us fearful. He's trying to shut down the church. He's trying to shut down the gospel. But he can't do it. Amen? Amen. I don't believe it's the judgment of God. It's just the fact that we're in a corrupt volatile world system that's always shaken, glory to God. You see, see, heaven is solid. The word of God is solid. There's no shaking in heaven. But the world is so volatile, it's so fragile, that, that just the smallest thing can rock it. But understand this, that the word of God cannot be rocked. Uh, God's promises cannot be changed. His promises are everlasting, glory to God. So, so we may be in a battle, and, and, and it is a battle, but, but it's a battle of good versus evil. It's a battle of faith versus fear. It's a battle of light versus darkness. And guess what? The light wins. God wins. Good always overcomes evil. Light always overcomes darkness. Faith will always overcome fear in our lives. Amen. I like what it says in Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces in evil, in, uh, of evil in heavenly realms. Amen. Therefore, we will not be overcome by evil. Glory to God. We are the triumphant church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. So we need to not be focused on the, the external circumstances. We don't, need, we don't grieve like the world grieves, glory to God. Why? Because we have faith. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Glory to God. It doesn't matter what's happening. We, as the church, will always stand triumphant in Christ. Amen. To sum it up, we live by faith and not by sight. We are sacrificial and not selfish. We shine as lights and we do not hide the light. So I want to encourage you in this time. Where you are where you feel like, you know, there's nothing you can do. You have to stay kaput. No, there's plenty of things we can do as Christians. We can call people. We can pray for people. We can meet in groups of 10. Glory to God. We're going to be meeting Tuesday night. At least 10 are going to be here tonight. Uh, Tuesday night, we're going to be praising and worshiping God Tuesday. Praying for this nation. And and, and and I'll be giving a faith message out again. And I'm telling you, we are the overcoming church. Glory to God. And you're gonna, we're going to overcome this situation. We're going to be back on track sooner than you think. And you're going to be saying, wow, the pastor was right. Amen. And we're going to be back uh, in, in normalcy, Gloria. It's going to be a normal, back to normal, maybe more, you know, vigilant than ever before because we're going to go out and we're going to let our light shine and we're going to let the devil know he cannot lock down the church. You believe that today?